Ah, ladies and gentlemen, it is an outstanding, incredible day to be alive and well with you. I mean to tell you that Brian Hartman today is on the wheels of steel. My name is Tony Basilio. Out doing my thing among the people, people. Dr. Sean Sinclair in the house today. I was texting with the great Tony Valls last night, who's just elated over the whole thing. And if you think those guys are going to be happy just to go to Omaha, you better guess again. Because that's not the vibe I got from Tony Valls, who's in a fighting mood last night. I got to tell you, literally one of the great coaching jobs you'll ever see is what Tony Valls and those guys did. Literally one of the great coaching jobs maybe we've ever seen. To get that team that far, hitting that little, with that goofy fielding they have at times, and it ends up being the Rick Barnes transfers that got them through, and then the second item up for grabs today that we will discuss in great detail is that 2024 schedule and what it's going to look like. What we will learn from it, the reveal is tonight on the SEC Network, and it's going to be absolutely out-freaking-standing. It's going to be out-freaking-standing tonight, 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 whoa Brian Hartman, are you excited for tonight's schedule reveal? Tell the truth. Well, every team in the SEC will play either Texas or Oklahoma, one or the other, not both. Yep. So the Vols have either Texas or Oklahoma to look forward to in the fall of 2024. I predict Texas. I predict Texas. Let's bring Sean Sinclair in here. Without further ado, Dr. Sean, buenos dias, buenos tardes, buenos noches, depending on what you state you're in right now. How fired up, focused, and prepared for you for tonight's schedule reveal and some College World Series action, Senko. Well, obviously, Tony, thanks for having me. I'm uh, I'm in a perpetual state of confusion, so I'm not sure which one to go with there. But uh, I agree with you. Uh, just incredible job. You know, when we had um, when we had Coach V on a couple weeks ago, uh, we were talking to him and directly said that. Uh, you know, even though he was the two-time defended Intercontinental National Coach of the Year, that actually this was his best coaching job. And he 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 didn't disagree with that notion. And um, so you're exactly right. It's a it's following along with, you know, the, the, the T. Martin team that wins the national championship after Manning goes away. Yep. There's so many of those in sports. Perhaps that's a perhaps that's a small guy topic, uh uh, deeper into the summer, what uh, you know, when when how, you know what teams did the T Martin deal, you know, LSU after Shaq and all them leave, uh, seemed like Dale Brown every time he had a superstar leave, he'd go to the Final Four or something. But but uh, yeah, just so exciting watching that game, and then uh, you know I, that traveling's a younger man's game. Just listening to Matt yesterday, barely could get his voice working. Uh, I I very much. I very much appreciate that kind of passion and fandom. And I say uh, Yoshihiho, the great Matt Dixon. Well, I told Tony 
what Matt said about that guy behind the plate that was being belligerent, you know, that was kind of messing with his dad and some of the other people down there. And, and he was LOLing at it. You know, the whole thing of those people messing with his father and that whole deal. Sean, a team of this caliber should never, ever, ever have to travel again. This guy has done it now three years in a row. The athletic director and those people over there need to move some dirt. Just go symbolically today, put a backhoe in the stadium, and just move some dirt. Symbolically, Sean, we should never lose out to a mid-major ever again. That's it. Burke told me that the that the last week, Chris Burke on here last Friday, said that the inner word is that Tennessee lost out because their facilities essentially aren't up to snuff. Sean, that should never happen again to this coach, ever. He does not deserve for that to happen, Sean. Well, I would suggest that that should never happen to any coach at the University of Tennessee. Um, I'm not here to, to point a finger or cast blame. Um, I thought, I you know, we've been talking about this for two or three years now. I'm not blaming Danny White. And we, no, I'm, not bl- they, I'm not blaming yeah. him. I, I, well, they, well, they, they the put move, up Sean. some bleachers down the left field line and, and added a deck or two outside. I mean, let's 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 see some see some movement. But uh, what we do have here is the past two weekends have absolutely solidified Tony Vitello. He is not a gimmick. He is not just a recruiter. He's not a good-looking guy. Well, he is, but, you know, just just a good-looking guy out there. He's a legitimate blue-blood coach now, and this is a blue-blood program. Um, I, I just, I'm so proud of what he has done, Coach Anderson, Elander, all of them. Um, and I feel good for, I, I think... I, I don't know any of the guys, but I would think the guys last year that didn't quite make it to Omaha, I think I, I think they're really behind these guys now after watching watching what these guys um, are kind of dealing. You know, these guys took on a lot of shrapnel uh, from what the past two years did to other people. And uh, I, I, I would imagine that a lot of the guys that are in the minor leagues right now or have moved on with their lives are – really cheering for this team oh man i know that to be the case those guys are a couple guys i've talked to that played last year are so appreciative of everything these kids have been through because we said it all year these guys have carried all that stuff that those kids did i I was on with chris lee yesterday on his show southeast 14 we had an hour conversation and we got deep into the woods but one of the things that he uh that we discussed and you can check that out over on YouTube. It's about 58 minutes long after I was up all night. He was only going to keep me for a few minutes, but we got we had such a great discussion that we just continued to go. And one of his observations was this Tennessee team doesn't do any of that stuff that the previous incarnations did. In fact, they benefited from the fact that Clemson got a kid thrown out, acting hot-headedly. Tony doesn't behave the way that he was uh, last year at all. Frank Anderson pretty much was held in check. They had one minute, Sean, in that Super Regional where they were kind of on the edge there, and it was when it was 4 nothing. It was the inning before the batter struck out on a, on a close pitch. The, the guy in that 
um, in that second game of that Super Regional, the guy behind the plate was extremely all over the place uh, with his strike zone and was pretty wishy-washy in terms of the way he was allowing pitchers and the histrionics of pitchers to determine what he was going to call. And, um, and, and Tony had words with him. And then Doe got touched up the top of that next inning, and that's when Frank Anderson went there and had words with him. And that was the only little snippet from the entire, really from the entire two weekends of baseball that we just witnessed, uh, where it almost got out of control. For the most part, these guys have kept it in check. They've sort of reinvented themselves. Tony has turned over a new leaf in terms of the way he's behaving, and it's really paying dividends. I'm I'm thrilled for them, man. This is a this is a and this is really a great thing for our fan base as well, Sean, who really deserves to have success in every sport. The football program's turned around. Basketball under Rick Barnes is always going to be very good, but very heartbreaking in March. We know that. Um, and now we've got a third sport that carries us all the way to July. I mean, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, let's throw in um, let's throw in women's softball, who had a wonderful year. And uh, uh, I, I am a fan. I don't go to the games, but I I watch it. I, I particularly enjoy watching Lady Vols softball. I don't I don't watch a lot of the other softball teams, but I when they're on, I'll watch them. Um, but you know what? I wonder I wonder if having Q back with a program. And being prominent in the dugout has led to a little bit of a calming effect. Um, I, I don't know that. I just, you know, he's back there. You see him all the time. You know, he had his, he went he went away and then came back. And this year he's right there. I haven't noticed him before in previous years. Maybe he's been there, but he's pretty much in every shot that you see. And I, I wonder if he's, I, I wonder if he's a stabilizing presence there in the dugout because they. No doubt, uh, Coach V and A, uh, they can be hotheads, and oh, uh, so maybe maybe it's a little balancing act there for Q. So here's what we're going to do today on the show, and I got a hundred dollar gift card up for grabs to call the program today. Anybody that wants to get in with us, eight six five two hundred five four zero two. If you can tell me exactly what Tennessee's schedule is going to be for 2024. I don't want the order. The order is impossible. But if you can give me the eight teams, I will give you $100 in gift cards to our friends at Alumni Hall, who, uh, if you use their promo code, um, the promo code uh, that you will find over at tclub.team, which i got to get to here, and I'll give it to you here momentarily. But today we've got a blog up over at tclub.team. Brian Hartman stars in the blog. Matt Dixon stars, the aforementioned Matt Dixon stars in the blog. And on a day where we're calling for Tennessee to move some dirt for Tony Vitello, if you can give me the eight teams that are going to appear on Tennessee's schedule tonight during that reveal, I will give you a $100 one hundred dollars in gift cards to our friends at Alumni Hall, and the promo code, ladies and gentlemen, is TNDad23. It expires on the eighteenth, so at the end of this week, 
for Father's Day, TNDAD23, 20% off in-store and online from our friends at Alumni Hall. Make no mistake about it. Incredible gifts for Father's Day and all the latest swag uh, regarding the College World Series. Brian Hartman, why should we, and I'm referring to your blog entry, why should there be a backo over there today moving dirt, a symbolic movement of dirt around that stadium for Tony Valls? Well, why, Brian? They are the only SEC program, and the SEC is loaded when it comes to baseball. I mean loaded. Nine different SEC programs have been to the College World Series in the last three years since COVID. And Tennessee is the only one of those nine that's been twice. Cinco? In the last three years. I want to make sure Sean Sinclair heard that. Nine different SEC programs have made it to Omaha in the last three seasons. Of this league, including Vanderbilt, who went in 2021, Mississippi State, who went in 2021, won the darn thing. Uh, Arkansas went in 2022. Auburn went in 2022. Ole Miss went in 2022, won the darn thing. Uh, A&M went in 2022. LSU went in 2023. Florida went in 2023. Tennessee's the only team, Sean, that's been there twice. Like borderline gold standard in the gold standard league, Sean. Borderline gold standard. It would have been all three years if Frank Anderson doesn't get thrown out in the Super Regional versus Notre Dame, I think. I mean, borderline gold standard, Cinco. Borderline gold standard, Sean. That's what he's establishing here. And then you you take a look at uh, what I really like is the fact that there's you can't take a pop at him anymore. The haters the haters have got nothing to say. He's got the, the next two years, he's either got the number one or number two recruiting classes already lined up. And now those kids who we know Burke has told us or educated us that, uh, you know, those guys commit way early in that sport. Well, those kids, not that it needed it, but this, this, uh, win, uh, in the super regional absolutely legitimized this program as big time. And no kid has to explain to anybody why he wants to go across country to play for Tennessee now. So my guesses are on Tennessee's eight-game schedule, and then, Sean, I'm going to come to you. Here are my guesses. Alabama, they're not going to break up Tennessee and Alabama. They're on that schedule tonight. They are not going to commit to the seven-plus-one thing right now. I think for that reason, Florida and Georgia are still going to be on that schedule tonight. Um, I know some are saying Georgia won't. I'll believe that when I see it. But they're not going to break up Alabama and Tennessee for sure. Florida and Georgia remains to be seen. Will they still be on it? I think they will for 2024 because I don't think they want to commit to what they're going to do on the 3-6 just yet. That would give it away. Then I have Tennessee playing um, Kentucky and Vanderbilt and also South Carolina because I think that either Kentucky or South Carolina is going to end up on the 3-6, and they don't want to commit to that just yet. So... Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, South Carolina. That's six. Now I need two more. And the two more are Ole Miss, and the reason why is that's a box office. Uh, We're a couple years removed from that deal, which would put them in a rotating fashion on Tennessee's schedule anyway, if you stop and think about it. (coughs) 
plus you got the Lane Kiffin versus Tennessee, plus you got the Lane Kiffin versus the Josh Heupel at full strength. And what you've got is you've got a box office football game there. Uh, and then the next one is Texas. Tennessee and Texas haven't played since when, Bry? Have they ever played? When's the last time Tennessee and Texas played, Bry? I want to say late 60s, so before we were born. There you go. Some of us, before some of us were born. But, yes, uh, probably right around the time of uh, integration in, in Southeastern Conference sports, which I call the line of demarcation in the deal. Uh, modern era, non-modern era, in my opinion. We can all we can all agree to disagree, whatever, but that's just the way I like to think about it. Sean Sinclair, would you like to venture a guess as to what we're going to see? As I've guessed, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Vandy, South Carolina, Ole Miss, Texas. Um, so it... You're, so you're automatically taking Missouri out, is that right? It looks like I'm taking Missouri off that schedule, yep. Okay, um, so uh, it's going to be one of Texas, Oklahoma, and, and then it's already leaked out that Georgia is going to Texas in 24. That came from some Texas writers. Okay. Uh, and so I'm going to go with um, uh, UT Junior, baby UT, Uh We'll face the Vols that year. Okay. Who else you got on yeah. the schedule? I like your old, I like your old Miss thing. It's a uh, it's time we get revenge for that bad call on the Tyler Barron scoop and score. Oh. And that was Heupel's first year. Am I yeah. misremembering that? Yes, that's that right. That's where uh, you know it's all been talked about. The the I it's never appropriate to throw stuff onto the field, but I can. I can see how it happened. That, that was atrocious to call. But it is appropriate to accost Greg Valls down there the other night. Yeah, that's a, that's a shame. Absolutely a shame. Uh, by the way, Sean Sinclair shared something uh, regarding the Oklahoma women's softball uh, program and an answer to a question that, four of the kids up there on the dais were asked about it by the media after they won the natty and they said how do you, how are you people doing this and the girls and one of the girls a girl the young lady said you know at the end of the day it's about perspective when we take the field we're not afraid to lose because we've already won she was talking about her faith she said you know we take the field as winners and i was like whoa and the perspective and the maturity that those kids all showed in answering that question and Oklahoma softball was really remarkable. Sean, what's the uh, YouTube, what's the uh, channel if people want to look that up? What's the guy's name that has that? He's a young man, a young Korean fella uh, who shares uh, shares uh, some gospel prophecy, if you will. Uh, Chris Yoon, Y-O-O-N. And he shares about a minute 28 in uh, to his most recent post or offering on YouTube. He, it, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing, amazing because the, yep. the media, the media wants to, wants to, uh, 
paint paint these girls a certain way, and these girls come strong for their savior, and the coach is just sitting there looking as proud as she could. And I'll tell you what, they've got it. They've made a new fan. Uh, I I thought they were going to be like Alabama, the you know the evil empire. I'm a, I'm an OU softball fan after hearing that, and and will be until things change over there. To the phones, Brian Hartman, give me the eight. Give me your eight, uh, Briny boy. Well, I'll um, tell you what. Hold, yeah, hold your thoughts please. for you. Do you? Because I'm recording all these, and even if somebody on the staff hits it, they're getting a the gift card. So whoever hits it's going getting a gift card to Alumni Hall. Remember their promo code and what they've got going on right now. Uh, because I'm finna jump in one of their stores here down off Paper Mill and give it a look. Give it a look, ladies and germs. Uh, the promo code is TNDAD23, TNDAD23, 20% off in-store and online, and they've got the World Series paraphernalia out your wazoo. Let's do this. A brief timeout. And then we will come back on the other side, breaking it down scientifically with you, moving right to left across your device. This is the Wednesday edition, and we'll continue to talk about that football schedule and also Tennessee in the call. I can't believe it. I mean, we were saying all year, hey, don't count these guys out. But when these guys could get out of their own way, that Georgia series, that Saturday-Georgia game, God, that thing urinated me off. And these guys are right there. And ta- and, and, and texting with Tony Valls last night, I get a sense that they're not, this is not the goal here for this ball club. Getting there, they're not going to take their foot off the accelerator now that they're there. I think they think they have a real chance here. We'll see what happens. We continue with more. This is, ladies and germs, the Wednesday edition after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com. Android and Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad Bobby Parks and my great granddad Julian Mays in 1958. We've been family owned the whole time and being family owned, locally owned means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. 
Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. You bow, ladies and gentlemen, you bow your head when you say our next guest's name, because Jennifer Morris now joins. She is manager, Fountain City Business Professional Association. I want to call your attention to something that's going on this weekend uh, at, over in beautiful Fountain City, U.S. A, because Jennifer Morris, I'm for it and not again it. We're going to have fun. I'm going to be out there uh, leading up to the World Series appearance by our volunteers. It's going to be a perfect way for folks to burn off some steam as they await our baseball vols taking the field in Omaha. Jennifer Morris, welcome in. How are you doing? And me, we are so excited about Concert in the Park coming up at Fountain City Park this coming Saturday. 
It's also a great event for Father's Day, so bring your dads out as well. We're going to have a great time. Jennifer, it's going to be absolutely incredible. And do I have the second member of our panel here making his Basilio show debut right now? Do I have the second member of our panel here, Brian Hartman? If he's there, let him speak or forever hold his peace. Tony, my brother, long-time listener, first-time caller, love you, man. Listen to that voice. The dulcet tones of sexy Lancey, Lance McClaskey, <laughs> who lays it down. Cinco, you've made music with Lance McClaskey, a fellow brother of the Fountain City Ramblers. We will be out there on uh, Saturday from 4 to 7, kicking it up in the park, Lancey. What does it mean to you, Lancey, to get an opportunity to play on the main stage in beautiful Fountain City Park as part of this event? My man, I'm so excited. Uh, Jennifer and her team have done an amazing job. I mean, you can you can go to the website or it's all over social. Just family friendly event and uh, food trucks and stuff for the kids. Weather looks great. Um, and I, I as I've been working with her and just getting getting us set up for this. I mean, Fountain City Park is a is a special place. We the the Ramblers, you know, got our start. Tony and I took lessons uh, from the great. David Bibbins at his shop uh, there in Fountain City, just about a, yep. a block away from Fountain City Park, and we would be jamming or practicing, and, and we would walk over to the park and literally, you know, keep working on songs or just play for fun, and yep. I know uh, the great Cinco has joined us a, a time or two. He's he's a heavyweight, so we, we only yep. bring him out, you know, for the big guns, but uh, it's just a special place. My kids have grown I'm, – I'm a Fountain City uh, person from 20-plus years, so my kids grew up there. And uh, we absolutely cannot wait. We're we're locked and loaded. Jennifer, what will folks encounter when they come to this event, which uh, occurs Saturday afternoon? And I believe we played it from four from four to seven. But uh, set the scene for us in terms of what folks are going to encounter when they come out to the event uh, that we are dubbing concert in the park, Fountain City Park, Saturday, the seventeenth of June, four to seven. So we are planning on beautiful weather, unlike Hattiesburg, Mississippi, planning on having some gorgeous weather here and um, hoping that the community just comes out and enjoys the music from the Fountain City Ramblers, enjoys the food trucks as well. We're going to have ice cream for the kiddos. We're going to have some Big Daddy bounce houses that they'll probably not want to get off of for three hours. We're going to have local vendors and entrepreneurs there with giveaways and selling their wares. So it's just a good community event for all of our area to enjoy, which we haven't had in a long time. And being part of the Fountain City Business and Professionals Association um, has been an awesome thing in regards to being able to put something like this together again. I think the Fountain City community is ready for it, and we are ready to host it. So, again, bring your dads out for an early Father's Day. Enjoy it before Vol Baseball gets started. I'm ready for it, too, Tony. I tell you what, Sunday night into Monday, I was so pumped up when Chase Burns came off that mound. I was ready to take it off the top ropes of Black Oak Ridge over here between Halls and Fountain City. 
and give somebody the people's elbow at 2 in the morning. Well, you see, Brian, when you start talking about coming off a top rope down in Black Oak, that's serious business right there, Brian Hartman. You better be careful and don't try that among your friends there, Brian Hartman. And kids, don't try this at home. There's just something in the air right now. There's a celebratory mood in the air. You can feel the vibe. Those of us who are attuned to sports know that this is an absolutely special time. And, Jennifer, what I envision Saturday is folks coming out, hanging out with us for a few hours, and then getting ready to see that game and getting ready to enjoy our baseballs. And if if you promise me we're going to have some good weather, I think we're going to have a golden beautiful day i can feel it and see it right now i can visualize it i mean i'm no mother nature but i'm trying and anything's got to be better than daddy's berg anything (laughs) (laughs) she's a pistol lancy what do you think of what do you think of breaking it down scientifically on this show right now where you have literally and you listen a bunch so You've no doubt killed a lot of brain cells down through the years uh, partaking in this program. I mean, wh- what do you make of us? I mean, I'm vibrating over here, Lancey. This is a highlight, man. I, I feel so blessed. I'm in a fortunate position because I, I literally am a fan of the Basilio show for I don't know how long, but read the blog, listen every day. I don't have the game of, you know, your, your, your callers or your, your panel there, but I do love to listen. Yeah. Um, but then I see this other side of you. You certainly talk about it on the air, but for those who haven't seen uh, Tony Basilio perform, it's not a shtick. He is a world-class performer. He's oh, would you musician. stop? Please no, stop. You, you are, but let, no, here's, here's what I want to say. If you haven't seen him play, I, I don't know how many times I've been at a show with you. And, you know, somebody asks for a request. You get them up on the mic. Uh, it's community. You know, the, the, the community of the Basilio show comes across in our music or at least we we hope for that to be the case so something like this is going to be a special special time because uh we love fountain city we love that area yeah and uh we get the good weather like we're talking about here it's going to be a blast so we'd love to see as many folks as we can jennifer morris you've got also um you've got an autograph signing that'll be taking place at this event i don't know if you've mentioned it but get it out there for the football fans and I know yes. you're going to continue to add things as we get closer to the event. So lay it yes. on Yes, absolutely. Cooper Mays is going to be out signing autographs for everyone from 5 to 7 p.m. So make sure and stop by and say hi and bring your T-shirts and your footballs and your babies to sign, all that good stuff. <laughs> hey, Jennifer, on the way out, I appreciate you like there is no other. I love your personality. I can't wait to meet you and hang out. And uh, maybe you can come up and sing a tune with us. But uh, give yeah. me your thoughts on how this how this Tennessee baseball team is looking heading to Omaha. Because I was uh, uh, conversing with the Tony Valls last night, and I'm going to tell you something. These guys are ready to roll. I'm ready for them to roll. We've been season ticket holders for quite a while. We were going to that stadium when tickets were $6, and you could sit wherever you pleased. So I have been waiting for a long time for this. I think we're going to go over there. We're going to take it. I think we're going to take it pretty easy. And I'm ready for Chase Burns to black out again. <laughs> it was on. 
when he come off that mound and he hulked up, because, you know, I'm an old guy, right? So I'm sitting there, and my juice is kind of low. Man, it did something to me. It hey, did something I'm to 40, me. I, I hear you. I'm 46 going on 47, and I about lost my cookies. I mean, it was crazy when he did that. Unbelievable. Just and, unbelievable. And, my, and, and lovely Laura, she looks over at me and goes, would you calm down? That's said, what my husband does that? to me. Did you see? I said, did you see that? I know, I'm telling you, if I if my old hind end could have made it to the top of Black Oak Ridge and taken it off the top ropes, I would have done it because I was pumped. Well, you're the greatest. Once again, give people the coordinates. Or if you have a website so, or whatever it is, I got to put some information in my blog on this, uh, Jennifer, forever hold my peace. Yeah, absolutely. You can check out FountainCityBusiness.com for all the info. Um, but again, Saturday... June 17th from 4 to 7 p.m. down at Fountain City Park. Be there or be square. You're the greatest. Thank you. And a GB Thank you and go you. balls. And sexy Lancey, you sound, you're unbelievable. The dulcet tones of Lance McClaskey. Unbelievable. He's, he's a monster. You, bro. He's a monster, isn't he? Cinco, he's a monster, isn't he? Quiet monster. Oh, yeah, I, I just, I, when I'm playing with you guys, I just sit on the side and go, Ball. stay out of the way. You're ripping stuff, Senko. What are you talking about? Well, I tell you and Lance, I just I just picked up two acoustic guitars, so I'm getting back go. in the game. Come on out this weekend. Get you strung up and get out there with us. They have to do that. Let's play. Um, let's play. Uh, what's the Zeppelin tune you're always picking on, Senko? And we're uh, in between breaks. Geez, I don't know. I just love them all, but uh, one that goes, dun, dun, we'll, we'll, we'll rip something dun, maybe. Dun, dun, dun. And Lance has to sit next to me. I don't have any recall of the tune titles, so I'll hum out the melodies to these songs. And Lance goes, "I speak, Tony." So, hey, Lance, what song goes? Dun 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 dun. The instrumental we do. Ten years gone. Cinco, we got to do 10 years. Work it up. Right. Get out there with I us got, this weekend. I got, the, I got that solo down. I'll, I'll, Mike I'll Shepard, get out there this weekend. Yeah, come out, Cinco. Anytime. Come on, Cinco. All right, brother. Love All right, we love you, Lance. Four to seven, Fountain City Park this weekend. On the other side, it's going to be unbelievable, Andy. Uh, let's see what we're doing here. Uh, oh, okay. So we have time. I want to get some calls in. And I want to talk about this schedule deal. Brian Hartman, give me your best guess. And Jennifer, thank you. And Lance, thank you. Great appearance by both of you. Incredible. I want your eight. Give me your eight. Domin eight. Give me your eight, Brian, tonight, as revealed by the SEC. What will they be? Hopefully Alabama. Hopefully Florida. Hopefully Georgia. Hopefully Kentucky. Hopefully, Vandy. I'll go with Arkansas, Texas. That's seven, right? Yep. And give me the Barners. I'll take Auburn as the eighth. All right. What I want is I want Missouri off that schedule. I'm sick of looking at Missouri, Sean Sinclair. They are – I don't even know what they are. And if you're a Missouri fan, you're listening to me today, no offense to you. But y'all don't belong in this league, and I want you off our football schedule. But other than that, no offense. Well, I'm a native. I'm a native Missourian, uh, oh, and uh, and so uh, 
I'm not a big fan either, so there you go. Uh, I got Brian Hartman recorded. I got you down because you appear to be in pain. Let's get our next call in who will join us, who goes by the name of Jacardio, not in Indonesia, who Brian unfortunately just drug around yesterday after he got off the air. Jacardio, welcome in. Hey, Tony, speaking of getting drug around, I got a question for Brian. Brian, have you ever played any competitive sports at a high level in your life? Not well. I played everything but wasn't good at anything. That's what I figured. Well, that's, hey, um, you're right. Hey, Tony. And, and uh, I, how you doing, Doc? Hey, I'm doing well, uh, Jake. I, I I heard yesterday that we had a disagreement about uh, pitching Dolander first. So uh, you can rip me, but I, I think I have a I think I have a legitimate reason. No, no, that's okay. We, uh, we can agree to disagree. No, but, wait uh, a second. You can agree to disagree with him, but you're ripping Brian Hartman. Yeah, I'm ripping Hartman. I, uh, but I, I, I want to first, I want to first brag on my my great nephew. My great nephew pitched a high level tournament down in Hoover, Alabama. Yes. This past weekend, yep. he's a lefty. Vitello he's, knows all about him. Did you he say threw, he fished? Uh, he he fished four, a he high level four, tournament. He, did you say he pitched yeah. or he fished a high level tournament? Pitched. He, he threw four. He threw four scoreless innings, Doc. Gave up one hit, walked two, and struck out ten. Wow. Say that again. How many strikeouts? Ten in four innings. Cheeker, what happened to that kid that hit that long 450-foot home run? That's he was him. like 14 years old. Oh, that's him? That's him. Yeah. And he's on Vitello's radar? He's on everybody's dial? Yeah, he... he it was not 450 foot. It was 330 foot to the opposite field when he was in the seventh grade. Gah! Now, here, here's what I'm saying, Doc. You go out there to Omaha, and I couldn't disagree with Josh that called in yesterday. I couldn't disagree with him more. The last thing you want to do, it's not the end of the world if you get in that loser's bracket unless it's the, your first game. If you get in that loser's bracket your first game, you're pretty much done. Yeah. And uh, if I go out there, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go down with my guns blazing. I agree. I'm with gonna that. throw Dolander in the first game, and I'm gonna throw Beam the second game. So I I uh, I uh, shared that with Tony last night, and he kind of had a reply like you just had with Brian, which is this: Tony, how many games have you coached in your lifetime? And I said, well, I coached a teeners league growing up. My whole family was involved in it. He said, yeah, and? I said, well, like, you know, I coached a little little league. He said, yeah, and? Well, we and, know you never played anything. Hey, Jinker, I wouldn't be talking, man, when <laughs> the way you about cracked your brain stem trying right, to catch that pop Let me, let me, let me give you a Hatcher Memorial Tournament. Hey, Tony, <laughs> when I walked out there, that first been the first time I've been on a field in 20 years, and it looked except like on, it. except on BP to Jeke Jr. Hey, Jeker, when that guy threw that ball from shortstop and about hit Roger in his noggin and threw that thing 100 mile an hour, and it hit that fence on the other side, and and Jeff Henderson looked at me and he said, we are in a funny farm, and then about 10 minutes <laughs> later, you about cracked your head open trying to catch a pop-up. I did, Tony, because 
I've had a few too many beers. <laughs> <laughs> and I had been on a field in 20 years. I was told Chief Junior for yep. But I'll tell you this. You're making more sense than Cinco today. You're making more <laughs> sense because I want that first game, and I'm firing all my weaponry at them, brother. All my and, weaponry. And, and, and if you go out and you win your first two, I'm, I'm having a deep look in, into my pitching staff, and I'm thinking about bringing Halverson back for game three. How about that? How about that, Sean? What do you think of uh, Jeeker's ideas here? Jeeker's going a little new age managing on you here, Cinco. I don't have an issue with what uh, Jeeker is proposing because Dolander is a incredible pitcher. However, in two years of, at Tennessee, he has not handled, meaning Dolander has not handled the quote unquote Friday start well. Really he made his bones. Point. He made his bones last year as a Saturday <laughs> starter. Mm. For whatever reason, they flipped it and moved mm. him to Friday. Mm. And from and from the start of Grand Canyon until they made the switch, he was he was not the same Chase Dolander. When they moved Lindsay to Friday, and whether it's Friday or Thursday, you know what I mean. Talking about the first game, mm. he's only come around to the that same form when he's been the quote unquote Saturday starter. So. Mm. You know, you gotta. You could have a Dolander, and I I understand what what Jake's talking about, and it makes a lot of sense. But you know, you could have Dolander throw a two hitter and still lose the schemes. I'm not saying you give up the game, but you know, Lindsey Lindsey's earned that Friday start. I mean, he's when when our when all our pitchers were struggling, he balled up and just said, "Well, I'll take it." Give the ball to me. I agree. I, hey, Doc, I agree with Tony. I think uh, I think Lindsey looks like he's a little bit out of gas. Yep. Uh, Evel, Evel Maybe. Evel was down Maybe. Three or four mile an hour the other day. Maybe. And he was not, and he was but spotting I, but I tell balls you, what, he, you know, it, the um, zone, man. He kept us in the game in the uh, – I mean, he looked great at Charlotte. Yeah, but he was – those pitches were hanging in that zone the other day, and they were getting hammered. And that LSU bunch, if he does that against them – Boy, that will be a quick night, a quick night for him. All good points. However, I just right now I don't. I, I I've yet to see a Friday start out of Dolander that was memorable. Now, mind good you, point. when we went to LSU, he got he was out and and Skeens got knocked out and it was two two, and then uh, and then the wheels came off kinda, which I'll give you that that was a, that was a good start, but. Other than that, he hasn't looked like the top five pick when he's pitched on Friday. Whether that's a mental thing, I don't know. But um, just just something to consider there. A- again, not criticizing Jeek's pick because it's a no. it's a it's a very good thought. It's a great conversation, and it's it's it, it shows you the embarrassment of riches. Like yesterday, somebody was advocating letting Burns have a crack at LSU, and you know the thing is. All this stuff merits consideration because Tennessee has that many capable arms. And I'm not coming at Lindsay at all. I mean, I'm just talking about the fact that his velo was a little down, which leads me to believe he's a little tired, which does happen at this time of the year. And who knows, maybe Skeens somewhere in there between now and Saturday night, maybe he'll feel a little tired in his arm. But, uh, Jeeker, thank you. Incredible phone call from you. Literally a gold standard phone call, the way you rip Brian Hartman. Let's get Taylor in here. Taylor, welcome. 
Hey, Tony, <clears throat> I just remind you uh, that uh, Halverson, Lindsey, and Sewell were all outstanding out of the bullpen against LSU early in the year. Boom. Um, so I don't don't forget that people are saying Lindsey uh, hasn't uh, LSU hasn't seen Lindsey. Yes, they have. They saw him Thursday and Friday night. Uh, they saw Halverson as well. They saw Sewell on, on Saturday, and uh, they basically, if I recall correctly, uh, uh, were were all three outstanding out of the bullpen against LSU. Yep. I'll tell you who else was outstanding versus LSU was uh, was Dylan Dryling. He was like five for fourteen and smoked the ball off of scheme. So uh, uh, don't forget that. I know a lot's changed uh, since uh, since April, and this is a new team. But uh, I tell you what, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not calling LSU. I think uh, this this new Tennessee invigorated team um, has the arsenal to uh, to take care of uh, a big bad LSU. Well, I mean they hit 200 over the weekend. I don't know if I'm gonna go that far, but I'm with your concept though. Anything can happen in a one-game situation, and certainly Tennessee has the ability to beat these guys. Well, you know what they uh, they won they won the supers, and uh, and I'll take it. Uh, other thing I would say, Tony, is uh, is I mentioned uh, just briefly the the uh, state trooper that led the motorcade said that the Vols uh, players and staff were some of the nicest, most respectful, polite that he's ever dealt. That was unsolicited. But you know who he, he said was the absolute worst? Again, unsolicited. I know it won't be a shocker. It was the very own LSU. This team is full of uh, mercenaries, full of uh, NIL, um, yep. by, you know, bought and paid for players. That Tommy yep. Tanks, I would not want that clown on my team. I know he's a stud, but he is not a good clubhouse guy. He's not. He doesn't have good moral character. I want this team, I want this game more than any game we've played, Tony. We have got to figure out a way to beat LSU. They are the new villains, and, and they, they deservedly have that, that reputation. Uh, I'll remind people, when, when the 22 team's uh, grade point average is, is, uh, is higher than their ERA, they're doing something right. You're the absolute man. Much love to you, and G to the B to the O, it's unbelievable. This Tennessee team's got a real opportunity Saturday night, a real opportunity. That's all you can ask. That LSU team is the best team money can buy, and LSU's throwing money around like drunken sailors, and they're even doing it in baseball. And they're poaching people off people's teams. They're pulling people off rosters. Uh, They make me ill. They make me want to vomit, to be honest with you. When we come back... Joining the fray, back after a lengthy break. He's out in the great Alaskan countryside, ladies and gentlemen, the great Dave Serrano. Bow your head, and he will join us as we continue. It is the Wednesday edition. Doc Sinclair's in the house, S-E-A-N-S-I-N-C-L-A-I-R. Look him up, a way of life out in Maryville. As we continue on your other side, it's your Basilio Show on your Wednesday after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. 
at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big, no tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113 or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Saturday, June 10th, South Music presents J.D. Darling. Now I'm punch drunk, love struck, shook up, baby. Live at the Mule House in beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee. She's from a small town. Celebrating the release of J.D.'s new album, Looking Forward, Thinking Back, with special guest Scout Spear. Tickets available at themulehouse.com or listen here to win. J.D. Darling, live at the Mule House. Brought to you by South Music DIY Dumpsters and Dixieland Management. 
June is Dairy Month, and the Murray County Farm Bureau salutes our dairy farmers and the dairy industry for the many contributions to our economy and our health. Milk is the original nutritional powerhouse drink with 8 grams of protein and 13 essential nutrients to keep you energized all summer long. Plus, who doesn't like ice cream? Our hardworking dairy farmers are dedicated to dairy and proud to help produce nature's perfect food. When you sit down to your next meal, pour one more glass of milk and celebrate June Dairy Month. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. The great Dave Serrano now joins on the program. Tony B, back with you. The great Dave Serrano has been to the top of the sport. Obviously, he was a head coach here at Tennessee, but um, uh, during his tenure at uh, Cal State Fullerton, the Titans went 356, 154, won seven, seven, 700 per, uh, winning percentage, uh, went to the NCAA tournament every season. He'd been there and done that. The man's been to Omaha. He knows the way. And, uh, Coach Serrano, you're now out in Alaska. That's some beautiful country out there. What's the temperature in Alaska today, Coach, as I welcome you in? Good morning, Tony, from Alaska. It's uh, only 8 o'clock, so it's still a little chilly. It's about 51 degrees, um, but it is beautiful. I'm driving down the road, and I see nothing but green, and I'm just hoping a moose or a bear doesn't jump out in the next few minutes. That's absolutely, as they say in the trade, outstanding. Coach, I thought you were literally, literally on something a couple weeks ago. When you came on here and predicted that this Tennessee team – was going to be in Omaha, and you were steadfast in that. And I was like, what is wrong with this guy? And you were right. You were freaking right, man. Well, you know, Tony, there was a, I won't deny, there was a couple times that I was doubting my, my opinion. You know, when they were down in Clemson and they came back and won that, they were down uh, in game one at Southern Miss in the delayed game, ended up, uh, Southern Miss ended up winning. But I look at that as a positive. Uh, I went through the, the field of eight, and it's, as usual, eight really good baseball teams, really good baseball teams, a lot of tradition back in Omaha. Uh, one mid-major in Oral Roberts that is not, a, is not a, uh, an easy out. But I look at the field, and you look at Tennessee's road there, okay? They are, I think, one of two teams that had to go on the road to win to get there. Uh, they are one of maybe only two teams that had to come back from deficits to get there. A lot of these teams were national seed or had home at home field advantage all the way through. So I really believe adversity builds greatness in this sport and, and in life. And I think Tennessee is the most battle-tested of all the teams out there right now, which is going to give them a big leap in my mind <clears throat> in a very tough field of teams. You just look at their bracket. Their bracket is the bra- and I've always said this with the NCAA for Omaha. I think it should be rebracketed after the Super Regionals because when you have upsets and all that, it can make a bracket unbalanced, and that's what you got here in Omaha. Nothing against TCU, Florida, uh, Oral Roberts, and that side. But it is, it is unbalanced because I think Tennessee's bracket is, is so difficult with, 
with four teams that that are really really good teams coach you're from your perspective and you got there twice okay it seems like it's so freaking hard in that sport to get to omaha all the hurdles all the ups and downs all the randomness you have to overcome the bad bounces everything that goes with it um why is it so difficult to get out there um because when you get in that field everyone is really good and it's like uh a bad bounce to go against you and cost you a game, a rain delay, like what happened throughout a lot of the Super Regionals, could make you go away from one of your top pitchers and then have to go to the bullpen when they resume the game, like what happened in the Tennessee Southern Miss series. The thing where I was putting so much stock into Tennessee is obviously being a pitching guy, I recognize what Tennessee has on the mound. So when they come back from the delayed game, the suspended game, they run out a guy named Seth Halverson who just happened to be a Friday guy in Missouri a few years ago. And other teams don't have that luxury. And um, so it's the luck. It's a bad call that can go against you that could change the perplexion of the game. So it, it, it's a lot of luck. And, you know, I went there a lot of times, five as an assistant and two as the head coach, and the year we won the national championship, we weren't the best team, but we were the best team in Omaha. And um, the 03 team that I was part of that we lost in Omaha, we were the best team, uh, just like Tennessee was two years ago, or uh, last year, I'm sorry. But they didn't make it to Omaha. So there's a lot of luck involved. And it, from this point on, it's skill, but it's the way the ball bounces from here on out. And um, – I just like Tennessee's chances. Just There's just something with this team. They're playing as good as anybody. I know there's, TCU is playing really good right now. They're really hot. I, I just like the resiliency of this team. There were so many doubters early, so much criticism because they were being compared to last year's team. Last year's team was great, but that's gone. This is this year's team, and this year's team has a chance to be great too. I think it's really interesting, and I want to I want to go to Doc Sinclair, who's going to join us here as Dave Serrano joins. You're so right. That rain delay, you know, our fans were apoplectic about it, rightfully so. Should have been here, but Tennessee still doesn't dress their facilities to a great degree, and and that probably really hurt them in terms of hosting. Would be my understanding of that, um, and that's really no fault to Danny White. It's really more of uh, just going through the hoops and the procedures to get anything done on a Grand Land University, Land Grant University, and how difficult it is. But Coach Serrano, those rain delays forced uh, that team that we just saw to burn both their left-hand arms. So when they got to that game three, they basically had their hands tied facing Tennessee, and that's what occurred. That's a huge advantage for the Vols. All those arms—it's huge. Huge advantage. And, and, you know, what could happen in those rain delays, I've been part of them, is, uh, oh, I'll go back to 2007, my first time as a head coach taking a team when I took UC Irvine there. We're beating Texas in the regionals 5-3 to three in, the, like, the seventh inning, and a huge thunderstorm, lightning delay happens. We have to delay it to the next day, just like Tennessee and Southern Miss did. So I go back to my hotel room that night. We're, like, 12 outs away from getting to the Super Regionals at Wichita State, and it's a first-time program ever going there. 
And I was just wondering that night what my kids were thinking, what my players were thinking. Can we get this done? It was kind of pulled away from us. And there's so many emotional factors that can happen in that and physical factors too, because you have to go away. You can't, you're not going to bring the guy back um, that was pitching that day. And that's where the pitching depth is so valuable. And I, and now, now that Tennessee's in Omaha, that pitching depth, Tony, really gets lengthened out because the way the schedule is, it's every other game. So Tennessee's going to have four or five real true horses ready for every game. And I don't know if other teams have that. Other teams have good pitching, but not great pitching like Tennessee has. And they've got arm on top of arm on top of arm on top of arm. And then I throw Chase Burns at you, the cherry on the Sunday, to come out there with that body language and the way he's taking the closing. Cinco, jump in here with the great Dave Serrano. Coach, it's always a good time to hear your voice on the show again, and I wish you all the success out in the world with uh, whatever you're doing in Alaska. But Coach uh, Vitello was on the uh, past couple of weeks or the past few times he was here, and he alluded to that this team – He's been pretty public about this. This team didn't like each other early. This team was going their all separate ways. And just recently, um, they've come together, and there's a better esprit de corps, or whatever you want to call it, or they're working for each other. They're, they've got each other's backs. Can you talk about how important that might be with and without great talent? Uh, can, a, can a team that's maybe not as talented one through nine but has that mentality, can they do well in Omaha versus a team that's just stacked and playing for themselves? Well, absolutely. I mean, team does everything. And, um, you know, the old cliche is, is everything's about teamwork. And I, I think I go back to, and let me go back and I'll answer your question, is, is I feel the defining moment for this team is when they came back and beat Vanderbilt in that Friday night game. I don't know what this season looks like if they lose that Friday night game when they went into that series 5-10. and 10. The way Chase Burns came out of the bullpen that night, it was his new role. He um, was electrifying. I want to say it was Dryling that hit the home run to tie it um, late in the game, and they went extra innings. I think that changed. That probably brought this team together. You know, you got to realize, you know, the coaching staff has done a fabulous job. Um, but I think you're going to see this a little bit more with the transfer portal. you got guys that are leaving for different reasons from their prospective universities. They're coming to another university. It's going to, you know, there's, there's guys that are already there wondering, is this guy going to take my job? You know, he's coming in. He's really good. So it's going to it takes some time to build that. And I agree. I think every team right now in Omaha – is feeling really good about their team. Winning cures a lot. Okay, as Coach Garrido, the great Coach Garrido, used to say, the world treats winners different than they do losers, and that's so true. And Tennessee started winning. The belief started growing. And when you allow your team, that I believe you said not as talented, I think they're really talented. Maybe not as the lineup was last year, but they're a talented team. And now they start believing in what in, in each other. They see themselves do special things. That's what brings the team together. And now um, they're a pretty strong unit that's going to be a tough out in Omaha, Nebraska. 
And, you know, Coach, that's a funny thing you talk about when Sean asked you about that, which is a great question. That seems like that's going to be the new norm in college baseball. Don't, don't look at what we're doing in February and March and even early April. Look at what's going to happen in late April into May because now with this transfer portal, I was talking to somebody the other day, well, the great Evan Russell, kid you know very well, and we were laughing about how it's almost now the way these coaches are poaching each other's teams and picking players off these rosters, it's almost like glorified travel baseball. Like one minute I'm playing with you, and the next minute I'm going to play against you in a tournament. And, you know, these kids to some extent are going to know each other. They're going to jump teams, which I don't think is a good thing for the sport. I don't think anybody does. But if you don't do it, your team's going to get picked apart. So you've got to do it. It's got to go both ways, you know, when you're, when you're a head coach. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. But it seems like it's just going to take longer for these rosters to come together because Tennessee truly had a group full of strangers trying to find yeah. their way together early on. Yeah, very, you know, I'll, I'll compare it, and I know some fans may get bothered by this because they hate hated hatred rival, but very similar to what John Calipari deals with every year at the University of Kentucky basketball. He brings in guys, and he knows they're probably only going to be there for a year. They're there for their own reasons, maybe not the reasons that as a college coach you want guys to be there, and that's to play for the university. And I think with the transfer portals, every guy's looking for something different. It might be, what are you going to give me to come there? It might be for opportunity. It might be for because the, they want to wear the colors. I think Griffin Merritt is at Tennessee because he wanted to wear the orange and be part of a team that had a chance to go to Omaha. And when you hear him talk, you see him play, you can see he's all about the team. And I'm not saying other transfer portal guys aren't like that, but I think everybody has their own reason why they're leaving their, their school that they're at to go to another school. And I think as a coach, I think it becomes very difficult. And I think Tony, Frank, Josh Elander, and the coaching staff, I think, has done a wonderful job to bring that culture together. And there's many other names I could say, from Q, the strength coach, to the academics, to to Woody, the trainer. There's a lot of people there that are first-class people that know what they're doing that have brought this team together. Very, very difficult proposition. You were talking before Walk me through this. I know you saw the end of that Texas-Stanford game, but we're, we're going to visit with a Stanford writer later on this hour. Man, I'll tell you what. That is a cruel and unusual form of punishment, that sport. Here they start a game out at Stanford for television purposes when the game's going to end in twilight in impossible conditions to see a ball when it goes in the air. Major league guys lose balls in twilight. The ball goes up. You can't see it. There's just a brief period of time there at night where it becomes very hard to see balls when they're hit high in the skies. Anybody that's ever tried to play the game knows that. Coach, my heart broke for that kid from Texas. And if they come from three down and that kid out in center field never saw that ball, or right center, mm-hmm. never saw that ball off the bat, what's that like? And what do you think Texas's coaches say to a kid like that after a game who feels the weight of the world on him? Well, Tony, it goes back to my original statement about there's a lot of luck involved. Um, you know, that you could call it um, opportunity. You could call it luck. Um, I didn't see the whole how it all set up um, going into that game or going into that ninth inning. I saw the play, obviously, the last play of the fly ball. Um, yeah, I, 
you know, I know a lot of Tennessee fans. Uh, I might be in Alaska, but I follow social media. We're very upset with the late time, the, the starting time for Monday's game. That is the unfortunate thing about college baseball in the postseason is, but it's also a good thing for college baseball. It's the, the TV portion of it because, you know, the money that's being brought into college baseball that has made it, that's taken it to another level. But you are at the mercy of the TV. And um, I think that the, the time when they played that game in Stanford, I have played a game out there at that time. You're right, very difficult in that situation. Um, I've never won a game that way to go to Omaha. I've never lost a game that way to go to Omaha. So I don't know exactly how I'd console my team and that player or those players where the ball fell in between them. That is a tough way to end your season and name, and for some guys end their career of something that will, they will never, ever, ever forget. I go back to three or four years ago when the Arkansas guy dropped the ball down the right field line that would have got them a national championship. There's this, this sport of baseball is a very cruel sport, Tony, and it can build, it can build a true strength of a person by the adversity you have to go through in this game. We're visiting with the great Dave Serrano, who's uh, making his home in Knoxville now. He's out in Alaska uh, coaching a summer ball team because he loves the sport of baseball and, you can hear his infectiousness on here as he visits with us uh, today on your Wednesday edition, your Tony Basilio show. And Coach, so we've had a robust discussion here, and we're having a little disagreement among ourselves regarding Tennessee's first game in the College World Series. The Lindsey kid's been very good, though his velo was down in his last start which leads me to believe he might be a little tired, or maybe it was the heat out there. You know, it was very, very warm on Saturday, right before the storms rolled in. But at any rate, he, he got hit pretty hard in the game. Um, Dolander was incredible on Sunday and has been seemingly finding a groove, a different place here lately. Paul Skeens and Dolander are thought to be two of the top pitchers in the sport of college baseball, two of the top. Major League Baseball prospects in last in next month's draft. If this was your dime and your dance floor, how are you playing the starting? Are you staying in the original rotation, or are you tempted to put Dolander out there against Skeens and make your statement in in the first game? Well, I would love that opportunity to make that decision. Unfortunately, I don't have that anymore, and that's that's uh, that's totally fine. I think Tony and Frank will sit down. I know they are very um, educated on watching a lot of tape, a lot of film on the LSU hitters. And I think they'll base their decision not off of last weekend, not off of, not off of the course of the season. They're going to base their decision on what will be the best matchup against the LSU hitters. And I don't know enough about LSU. I know they're a very good offensive team. One through nine. Um, I really believe, even though more balls have been going out in, in Omaha than it has earlier in that new stadium, but I believe that, um, you're not going to see LSU's offense quite as good because the ball isn't going to travel like it does at Alex Fox or as it does at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. So all their guys are strike throwers, which is good for, for Tennessee. 
as you said, with Lindsey, he's been a little down. Even though Paul Skeens has been absolutely dominant all year, in the last few outings I've watched him, he has been a tick down a little bit too, just because he's probably getting a little tired. But I think Frank and Tony are going to make a very intelligent decision. And whether it's right or wrong, um, they have great choices. And um, LSU doesn't have great choices. They have one guy they could pitch. They don't have choices. Tennessee has choices. Heck, you might see both those guys in game one um, with uh, for Tennessee. Because you have another guy, your Sunday guy in Beam, who doesn't get much recognition. But, heck, he went out and threw a shutout in the championship game of the Super Regional. So you have a lot of great choices with Tennessee. And like I said, I know Tony and Frank will watch a lot of video. They've got a feel for LSU, and they're going to make the best decision that's going to give them the best opportunity for game one and not worry about game two. I think that's well put. So you do you think that somebody like me bringing up the concept of starting Dolander on a week's, on a week's less rest, or a day's less rest, rather, do you think that merits consideration, or do you think that's foolish talk? Some people think it's foolish, Coach. And you can tell me if you think it's foolish. That's fine with me. Well, and, and I'm, I'll, I'll tell you, I in 2009, when I was at uh, Cal State Fullerton, I had this tough decision. We were opening up against Arkansas. And um, I had my guy that was our Friday guy um, that was ready. I had my Saturday guy that I felt was a better choice because he had better off speed to go up against the Arkansas lineup. He had a great changeup. And uh, we ended up going with him, and it ended up backfiring on us. Sometimes it's, it's better to go status quo, if that makes sense. They've been going Lindsey, Dolander, and Bean. And sometimes to keep the continuity of the team, like, oh, wait, what are we doing? We're changing. We're not going with our status quo. Sometimes it's better to go with the status quo of what your team is used to in their routine so they don't see change. That's probably the worst thing you could do when you get to these big games is make change because these kids understand that maybe there could be a little bit of a panic. So I think they'll lean towards what they've been doing. But if I feel also if they feel like Dolander's a better choice, then they'll make that decision. Cinco, any other thoughts for the great Dave Serrano, who's taken the time for us today? No, Coach, I, I hope you have a great experience out there this summer season and uh, always appreciate you sharing some time with us here on the Tony Basilio Show. There is no doubt, well, Coach. We really appreciate you. We love your infectious, uh, your infectious love for the sport of baseball, man. It's beautiful. Well, well, thank you guys, and I like being right. I won't deny that, and um, I'm wearing my orange out here because I hope to see the Tennessee Balls and the national championship back to the great community of Knoxville. The people are deserving of that. The coaching staff and the players are deserving of that. And it would be nothing better to see a national championship back in, in Lindsey Nelson Stadium and the, the community of Knoxville. Hey, Dave, let me ask you something on the way out. You've lived all over the country. You've coached all, all, all over the place in your journey. Why have you chosen here to uh, Why have you chosen to come back here and live? Well, I'm going to tell you quick. I'll tell you something. You know, Tony, as you know, um, I'm very passionate. I've, I've ha- I had success in my career. I, I didn't have success at, at Tennessee, unfortunately. But when I look back at my decision to come here, and, and I always loved, when I was here as an assistant in 95 and 96 for Rod Del Monaco and worked with Larry Simcox, I just fell in love with the community. And it was my dream to always come back if there was an opportunity. An opportunity was given. I didn't make the most of the opportunity. 
But as I look back, even though I felt I didn't succeed at Tennessee, and I, I don't want to say fail, because I felt I turned helped turn that program around to hand it off when Tony took it over, and he took it to another level. But I brought my family out here. I've got I've got boys that have excelled out in the community of Knoxville. Um, my oldest Kyle owns a home um, out in Nashville, and they. They're going to stay here, and I feel I've given my boys a great opportunity to have a wonderful life in a safe community, of of a great community to live with beauty, and um, there's and I have no regrets. Um, I love this community. Um, I love the the bigness of it because of the university, but the smallness of the of kind of a smaller town. But yep. it's just the beauty. I mean, I lived in Southern California my whole life, and it's too fast paced for me. And I like how Knoxville is slower and the beauties of the rivers, the lakes, and, and the beautiful trees and, and the landscape of it. Yep. And the people here are so passionate. I, I love it because y- you get the passion of those people in the Northeast that I grew up on, uh, especially around the por- sports, but also around the community. You get the, the passion of that coupled with an, an immense, you just said it, an immense beauty to this entire place. And I just think it's one of the best-kept secrets in the world, uh, East Tennessee. I really do. Well, Tony, it, it, it was the best-kept secret around, but I don't know if it's the best-kept secret. There's a lot of people well, coming that's in. That's a good point. That's a good <laughs> yeah, point, it, brother. Yeah, there's not, it's not a secret anymore. People know this, that Knoxville's a great place to live, and, and uh, let's just hope that it, we, we can remain that. Dave, my best to you. Safe travels to you. You're the man, brother. Thank you. Tony, we'll have lunch when I get back in town. Can't wait. Breaking it down scientifically, the great Dave Serrano. Sean Sinclair, I love a guy who, it's one thing to come on the radio and say I'm cheering for these guys. It's another thing to cheer for those guys. And there's just something about this place where, you know, you think about him, you think about Chris Burke who, you know, it just wasn't in the cards for him to get the job. Uh, But they line up behind the coach, and they want to see the team do well. And I really believe that about both those guys. And, you know, that's a unique and special thing because everybody's competitive. But there's something about Knoxville, Tennessee, and good old Tennessee, Cinco, that tugs at our heartstrings. Those of us have been blessed enough to be a part of this. Absolutely. I mean, I'm an interloper uh, that came in the fall of 85. Uh, first, first football experience was the Bo Jackson game uh, when we started late uh, the, the quarter started late uh, compared to other schools, and um, I fell in love with this place. Haven't left the state since. Um, went to school and residency in Memphis and had a chance to come back here and took advantage of that. My two girls, uh, one just graduated high school, the other one will be a senior. Uh, they know nothing but this place, and they they love it. Uh, and, I, and I'd like to say this. I, I think that... Um, I really appreciate both uh, Coach and uh, and Berkey because uh, they both they both have had tremendous success and they both have had public uh, uh, less than success and they they own it and they both show tremendous amount of class and um, you know there's there's room for everybody on the Tennessee bandwagon family whatever if you can exhibit those qualities and i and and i hope i do i hope i do at times but uh um 
they they are those guys are great flag wavers of the University of Tennessee, no question. We are going to take a brief time out. I want to say this about the scheduling issue. Word is leaking out around uh, several, um, and this is interesting, right? Word is leaking out around the scheduling release tonight. Here's what we believe has happened and why you're seeing that. The commissioner of the Southeastern Conference yesterday called each AD and gave them their eight-game schedule before the reveal. He asked them, implored with them, said, look, I'm going to give this to you, but we want this thing to be special tomorrow night. Please, whatever you do, do not leak this. Sean, what is every AD except one AD in the league right now who's not leaked it to anybody? Who's the one AD, Sean, that's abiding by the rules? Which one would you think that is? Well, I don't know the ins and outs, but I, I would suggest that um, the the people at Texas, they've they always had it. a uh, – yep. it's, it's, you know, it's bigger in Texas. Everything's yep. better. They, uh, you're, not, you're not coming into the Southeastern Conference – Thinking you're Texas, buddy. You're you're yes. you're just a team. So and uh, what, I would I I yeah. wonder if I wonder if uh, uh, Greg Sankey gets on the horn over there and kind of pops them on the head a little bit, puts them in in place because well the, long, the yeah, Longhorn Network doesn't yeah. mean anything over here. They're all leaking. Oh well, maybe it's because of the Texas thing or whatever, but. Yeah. Um, Dr. Danny's the only one not leaking. That's why you're not seeing on anything on Tennessee. Here's what we're deducing, though. Well, good for him. Good for him. Here's, here's, what, we're, we're, here's what we're deducing. Uh, he's an institutional guy, Dr. Danny is, and always will be. Here's what we are leaking. Uh, here's what we're hearing right now based on leaks. We believe right now that Alabama is on Tennessee's schedule. We believe Texas is not. We believe Vanderbilt is on Tennessee's schedule. And so far, those are the three that I'm pretty sure are going to be on Tennessee's schedule tonight. Just kind of poking around, talking to people. A couple of my sources at Tennessee I reached out to, including a couple upper-level people. They say Danny White's not telling them anything. Danny White said, wait till tonight to find out. But he does have the list. He's not even sharing it internally. I mean, you, well, remember, you know what? And, and I'll take you back to his first, Well, I'll take you back to his first press conference when he said that one of the first things out of his mouth was, we got to stop the leaks here. And so when the commissioner asked him, we don't want the thing leaked, Danny said, hey, I'm good at that. I'm the plumber. The plumber fixes your leaks. These other schools all have leaks. That's what you're seeing. So if you want to go and look on Twitter at certain beat writers that cover other schools, the stuff they're putting out there is probably right because they're getting it internally. Danny White's not giving it to anybody. He's not giving it to his people internally. That's what's going on right now. So there you have it. So if you want to poke around... And go poke around out there and see what other people are saying. Go for it. In the meantime, though, let's get, let's get to our special guest from Stanford. All right. We've got a gentleman now joining us uh, who uh, will break it down scientifically with us because we want to do a preview of all the teams that we're going to see, especially the teams in Tennessee's bracket. And the Stanford Cardinal got through the other night in a scintillating third game and now joining us on the program who uh, is taking a few for us is Troy Clardy. And, Troy, I welcome you in. You, uh, you cover it all, my friend. You cover it all. 
play-by-play for the Pac-12 Network, ESPN Plus, all that good stuff. That was an incredible series with the Texas Longhorns that you guys just witnessed. Yeah, yeah, and thanks. It's a pleasure to uh, be on here with you, and uh, I'm still <laughs> having some uh, – it, 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 it concluded, you know, what, less than two days ago, and I'm still trying to sit down and process, especially – Obviously, how that whole entire series ended. And look, if you're Texas, unfortunate, uh, the way it ended that it did. If you're Stanford, you just exhale and you keep moving on to your third straight uh, College World Series uh, trip and head out to Omaha and try to uh, come back uh, with the big trophy. But, you know, it's just what Stanford does in the postseason, right? Especially over the last few years or so. Uh, Stanford has <laughs> not made it very easy on themselves. They've had to fight out of the elimination bracket the last couple of regionals. Uh, took the, the last couple super regionals, uh, went all three games, uh, super drama all throughout. But, you know what, Stanford has just found ways to be able to dig deep and to win those elimination games. Stanford, of course, it helps when you're playing many of those elimination games um, at home. In fact, Stanford has won now. You know, they're 14-0 and at home in their last 14 elimination games so that certainly helps out a lot uh but they just found ways had the ball bounce the right way and in one case at the very end had the ball bouncing be exactly the right spot so hey that's baseball and Stanford yep. with a great offense and with 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 good pitching and i'm sure we'll talk about the 156 pitch thing uh, during the course of this chat uh but Stanford's been able to put it all together at the right time not just to to win the Pac-12, but to also do quite well in the postseason and to get on planes and head out to Omaha and try and play for the big trophy. Let's talk about that. How does a young man in this era, where everything's micromanaged, everybody's counting pitches, how does a young man throw 156 pitches in this era? And is that born out of just latitude and trust? Is that a tough kid? Is that all the above? How does that occur? All of the above, and I think a couple of other things um, as well. And I, I don't don't forget that Stanford had a three-run lead in the ninth inning in Game One of that series against Texas, and lost. Don't forget that. And I think that was kind of playing in the heads of David Esker, the Stanford head coach, and Thomas Eager, the Stanford pitching coach, who look who pretty much has has full reign over over operating the pitchers and operating that staff. And interest, interestingly enough, I talked to Thomas Eager on uh, the TreeCast podcast, which is going to be coming out uh, late this afternoon. Uh, so looking forward to bringing that chat out to the masses. And we talked a little more about and got his perspective on 156 pitches. But I, I, think, I think we need to start there just a little bit with the fact that Stanford had blown a three-run lead in the ninth inning the night before. But all those other things that you mentioned, Certainly coming into play. Quinn Matthews, a workhorse. Look, I mean, he's thrown, you know, 100 plus pitches in most of his starts this year. And he even gone over 120 plus on a few occasions. So it's not like this was necessarily, I mean, look, 156 will certainly pop off the page, but it's not like it's, it's necessarily an outlier for Matthews to have a, to carry a, a long workload and to throw a high volume of pitches. So, uh, there is that. And plus, the kid has just put this team on his back. Last year, when the Stanford pitching staff was struggling a little bit, they used Matthews as kind of kind of like a hybrid guy to kind of bring him in out of the bullpen a little bit if they needed to, um, if the Friday night starter was struggling, and then they'd come back and bring him in 
on Sunday to start games. So used to going on short rest um, after a long periods of time. So in, in that case, it's not necessarily an outlier as well. And plus, he is a super tough kid, and he is a senior. That is carrying him through through a, a, a lot of this. And it's, it's not necessarily an outlier in those respects, but keep these things in mind here. And I'll just add a little color to this a little bit. Uh, when he played, when he pitched in his two games in the regionals, in his first appearance uh, during the regionals, that morning he had done a presentation for one of his classes, and that presentation was 70% of his final grade. He went from there, came to Sunken Diamond, and pitched for the Stanford Cardinal, got the start that day against the regionals. Had to come in later in the regionals, pitched Stanford to a win then, was able to force uh, was able to force a winner take all day game against Texas A and M the next day. What did Matthews do after that game? He went home and wrote a paper. <laughs> so just kind of add those things a little bit to the Quinn Matthews lore. But yeah, 156 pages, 156 pitches. That's going to leap off the page. But when you look at the entire body of work and and who it's coming from and some of the other context surrounding it, maybe not quite as big of a surprise as, as you might think it might be. Absolutely incredible, and I love the backstory. Speaking of which, let me ask you this. You've caught a lot of games. When you see something like that Texas kid lose that ball in the twilight, because mm-hmm. the game started at kind of an odd time because we're trying to get it in for television, instead of playing it you know, for West Coast time, generally that game's going to start you know, 10 o'clock Eastern, something like that, where the skies are a little more friendly. You know, we had Dave Serrano on here uh, a second ago who is a, a guy who knows a lot about you know just the sport and he said you know that's just the cruel luck of the game sometime but when you're calling something like that your heart's got to go out to a kid huh yeah no no doubt about that and you know it's the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat i, I know it's a cliche that, that that stretches back to the old school you know abc wild wide world of sports uh, opening and, and, and all of that and it's part of the drama and it's part of what makes live sports such compelling content. And I kind of hate to break it down into, into marketing ease, you know, language a little bit, but, 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 but all of it's true. And, you know, look, you know, the, the, the Stanford part of me, the part that, that's allowed to root, you know, for Stanford unabashedly, you know, I'm like, hey, you know what? In some ways, maybe that's just the universe recentering itself from two years ago, when Stanford's season ended against Vanderbilt in the Men's College World Series, with Stanford's best pitcher on the mound trying to stop the bleeding and keep Vanderbilt at bay, and then he just the ball just slips right out of his hand. Wild pitch had no chance of being caught. Vanderbilt scores the game-winning run. They go on to the national championship game, and Stanford is just absolutely stunned. So certainly the Cardinal have been on that end of things as well. And, yeah, you, you, you hate to see it for, for a Texas program that did so many things right, had the Cardinal on the brink, where it looked like they were going to push this thing to extra innings and let's see where things go from there. And, and then you have that happen to them. So, you know, the, the, the non-Stanford, the, the, the part of me that, uh, that, 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 is, that is not rooting for Stanford, that's being neutral about things, you know, I feel for Texas. I feel tough for them. And I hope that that program gets stronger from it. I hope that young man, the right fielder in particular, the ball that, 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 who the ball landed in front of, I hope that he gets stronger from all of this um, as well. But the Stanford part of me, whew, man, how about that? Let's get to Omaha. 
Troy Clardy, a man called by the New York Daily News, versatile and bubbly. You're living up to that. TroyClardy.com for more information. A gentleman who uh, has had a chance to call tons of games, see tons of college baseball. You know, we're kind of latecomers to this in Knoxville, Troy. Tony Vitello um, is doing something here just out of thin air. Your thoughts on what Tony Vitello has been able to do in a short amount of time. This is now two College World Series appearance in three years, which is the mark in the Southeastern Conference, which is pretty incredible when you consider that. According to the great Chris Burke, um, who does a lot of stuff on the mothership, uh, that, that family of networks, he says that Tennessee's facilities are 13 out of 14 schools when it comes to baseball. So Tony Vitello has done it with a lot of hard work on the recruiting trail. And then they've had some luck as well along the way, uh, as, as we were mentioning, which is a part of the game. They say, you know, we were talking cliches, they say winners win. And this guy has found a way to win. Your thoughts on Vitello and what he's been able to do here in Knoxville? Yeah, and it's no small feat to do that, obviously, you know, in the SEC, you know, and I think of SEC baseball, I think of, I think of teams like LSU, you know, and that those guys, you know, seeing LSU on, on Stanford's side of the bracket along with Wake and Tennessee, you know, I go back, you know, my senior year at Stanford, I called the Cardinals trip to the World Series, that uh, College World Series in Omaha that year with Kyle Peterson, uh, the Friday night starter for the Stanford that year. Uh, and, and, and I go back to that squad and that 97 LSU team that just mashed the ball all over the place. My God, it was just like you know, like the Gas House Gorillas, that old school Bugs Bunny cartoon, whenever they came up to the plate. So you, you, you t- obviously tend to think of programs like LSU, but it is nice to see some new blood, in a sense, in, in, in Tennessee. And, and, and look, with college baseball being as, as a sport that that seems to be on the come up, right? You know, in, in some fantastic environments uh, throughout the SEC, not just in LSU. Uh, obviously, Mississippi State when they're running at their peak, uh, that program and that is probably the toughest place to, uh, to play uh, if you're the road team, perhaps in all of college baseball and so many other uh, great spots as well. I uh, can see what Tennessee has done to kind of. Etched its name, and look, as you know, this wasn't an easy road for them this year to fight through that postseason, to go down into Hattiesburg, which is equally difficult, uh, and to come away with wins. That's impressive stuff. And look, a lot of things have to fall exactly just so in order for you to make it to Omaha, and those things were able to happen for Tennessee this year, and who knows if they're able to happen again next year for Tennessee or for Stanford or for any of these other teams. In, in the College World Series field, for that matter. But it is pretty cool to see, and it's kind of nice. And I'm looking forward to, you know, flipping on my TV set and uh, whenever Tennessee's playing, maybe here on Rocky Top, the fans are chanting at the, singing at the top of their lungs, uh, whatever something that goes right uh, for the ball, maybe unless it happens against Stanford. Well, and that's the point, right? And, and the beautiful <laughs> thing about this deal here is, is that that side of the bracket is the group of death. You know, if you use the yeah. old... Uh, World Cup yeah. adage, those four teams, I mean, that's its own tournament, isn't it? That's its own national tournament right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Wake is a plus, I'm sure you brought this up, Wake is a plus 59 run differential in this postseason. Think about that. Plus 59 in five games? 
That's nearly unheard of. Now, the level of competition that they face, and I think you just hinted at it, I, I certainly think it's going to get a bit more of a step up and they're going to face more of a depth of quality of competition than they faced. I, I think I would think certainly in this postseason and maybe throughout the course of ACC play as well. Now, look, Wake's a very good team. They're the number one overall seed for a reason. They're getting a lot of the headlines and a lot of the attention, and they're the odds-on favorite to be hoisting the big trophy at the very end of it all for a reason. But that's no joke, man. You know, LSU looming. You know, Stanford's, Stanford can certainly be as good a team as anybody in the country when their offense is humming and when the pitching is there to match. And Tennessee's on the come up as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, how, how Wake, you know, responds to facing a bit more of a, a, a bit deeper field than perhaps they've ever faced throughout the course of this season. Should be fun. And it stretches you. And it's a different deal when you get to Omaha because the air is a little different, as you know. What's, what's so special about that that everybody just <laughs> that's, that's experienced that talks about it in such reverence? What's so different about it? You know, it's you, – you go back to Omaha and for that event, and it is – they roll off the red carpet for you, man. And that, that, that's their big event. It, it, it's, it's not just the visiting teams that are there in town, especially the ones that travel so well, like when Arkansas came up there recently – um, you know, I'm sure that Oral Roberts is going to bring, you know, as many folks as they possibly can. TCU is probably going to bring a whole bunch of folks, um, as well. Uh, Rocky Top, I'm sure, will represent as well. Uh, it, it's not just the local folks who come there. It, it's the community as well, right? It, it, it's the local folks who really help make the event. And <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's, you know, obviously, you know, if you if you have a good state dinner, you know, that's that's a great city to be in, right? They know how to do beef, perhaps better than anybody else in that part of it, than anybody else in the in that part of the country. But yeah, it's 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 just it's just a cool event that kind of scales it back from some of the other NCAA championships. Um, even though the NCAA isn't responsible uh, for the college football playoff and running those events directly, it's it's not on that big of a scale, and that's fine. That's perfectly fine. You don't necessarily need, I mean, even, even though the atmosphere at, you know, the new place where they play at isn't quite what it was at Old Rosenblatt Stadium, which was just such a neat and such a unique venue. It, it, it's still definitely scaled down by design. And it's still a bit more, a lot more intimate than certainly the, the, the college football playoff championship and, and certainly, uh, the, the, the final four and the NCAA tournament to some extent. Um, as well, so it, it's just it, it's just super neat. You know, the teams embrace the community. The community embraces the teams. I remember when Stanford went to Omaha a couple years ago, and and Brock Jones became the unofficial mayor of Omaha there for a little bit, taking selfies, you know, with himself from center field in the outfield stands and things like that. And I remember, you know, as mentioned in '97, going back there when Kyle Peterson was there. Kyle Peterson is from Omaha. And wherever he went, about it was like traveling with the Beatles in that town, man. So it's just super neat, a, a fantastically well-run event. And a lot of that is due not just due to the fans who come to Omaha, but to the folks who are in the 402 area code, 
who come down and, and, and support that event and, and make it even greater and make it even more special. Hey, Troy, on the way out, i got a position statement for you. The great Troy Clardy giving us a few of his little of his time here who had an opportunity up close and personal to uh, see Stanford get through, uh, and now they're on their way to the College World Series right in Tennessee's side of the bracket. How about this position statement? Game two of the College World Series in the winner's bracket, Tennessee and Stanford. Will you join me in my position statement today? Sure. Beautiful. That's all I wanted, my friend. Hey, if folks want to interact with you, how do they do so? And I really appreciate your time. No, you've had enjoyed it. Uh, Twitter, um, at Troy Clarity, last name is C-L-A-R-D-Y. Uh, that, that is the uh, best way to, um, yeah, I'm not going to, you know, blow up people's feeds with every single thing I'm thinking or anything Thank you. like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in quality, um, over quantity. Uh, but yeah, at Troy Clarity, uh, Troy and the last name C-L-A-R-D-Y. The best way to go and looking forward to bringing a, a new edition of the TreeCast podcast. Uh, which has covered all things uh, Stanford sports uh, since 2015. Looking forward to bringing that out later this afternoon with my uh, chat with uh, Stanford pitching coach Thomas Eager. Can't wait. Thank you, my friend. And where do we find the podcast wherever they're available? Wherever good podcasts are wherever. available. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Hey, good talking to you, brother. The TreeCast. My, you bet. Yeah, my best to you. Thank you. The TreeCast. There you go. And his name is Clarity, which is uh, always good to get. There at the at the at the bottom of something, but hey, I, I I do my best here. We do our best. We do our best to do our best. More with Cinco on the other side. Word is leaking out. More word is leaking out on the scheduling. We'll tell you about it. We'll give you the latest and greatest as we can uh, ascertain it and see if we can figure out the puzzle to make the pieces fit. And get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the garbage man. 
Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. Okay, fellas, game's on the line. Let's get it right. Frank, you were closest. Was it fair or foul? Uh, I don't know. I was distracted. Distracted? By what? Well, you know, it's a loud crowd. These lights are awful bright. I just won big on a Tennessee lottery instant game. And again, the lighting here. Somebody ought to say something. You've got new instant games? Yeah. Enough to share? Of course. Fair ball! Have a ball with new instant games from the Tennessee lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. With the new hot games from the Tennessee Lottery, cold hard cash is waiting to take your summer fun to the next level. And with sizzling top prizes of up to $500,000, these games could have what you need to make every day fun in the sun. Oh yeah, this summer is going to be a scorcher. Grab the new hot games today at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. But careful, they're hot. The Tennessee Lottery, game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you, about five to play. And, uh, oh, about three to play. Wow. Time flies. You're having fun. Sean Sinclair, how the, how's the baseball team going to perform this weekend? What's your sense of this? Give me your sense in our final couple minutes. Not sure. Uh, the... I. Th- I, I don't know that we have 
enough to go all the way. I'm not putting a ceiling on these guys, uh, but I uh, we have the pitching, but I think there are a lot of holes in the lineups, uh, batting lineup. Um, I think you referenced 204 in postseason. That's that's going to be tough to get it done, uh, but I do think they'll come together uh, if they hoist the trophy. It, it, uh, I guess anything's possible, uh, but I would. I think they go. I think they go uh, if it's possible two and two. How about that? I would love to see that. I don't want to see them go out there and get swept out of that thing like they did a couple years ago. Win a couple games. Experience what it's like to win in Omaha at least. Look, the team has the pitching depth to win it, Sean. I I just don't think they have enough hitting to win it. And I don't want to be, uh, you know, fatalist. I mean, certainly they're there. They're one of eight teams there. They have the deepest pitching staff. They certainly could win it. They're going to have to hit the ball better, though, to win it. Uh, than they've hit it in recent weeks. But, uh, Sean, I, I really appreciate you being there. If folks want to get up with you, how do they do so? I appreciate the opportunity, Tony. It's uh, We can reach us at 681-3004 or uh, Sean Sinclair. That's S-E-A-N Sinclair, DDS.com. Tony and Brian, it's always a pleasure and a privilege to be on with you every Wednesday, and I hope you all have a great rest of your week. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, southern middle Tennessee, and north Alabama. 
Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chindawa yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Is this the year to get a John Deere compact tractor from Trigreen? Well, you know they're tried and true machines that are built to last. Now's the time to get a compact tractor with 0% for 84-month financing with no money down. When you get a 3025E with a loader for $280 a month, that's a price that just won't last long. We also have a 1025R tractor starting at $231 per month or choose $1,500 cash discount. Either one can make your year. Visit TrigreenEquipment.com to learn more. Offerings July 31, 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Want to experience Spring Hill in one day under one roof? Now is your chance. Spring Hill's most popular annual community event, Experience Spring Hill The Event, presented by Liberty Federal Credit Union, is back and jam-packed with fun at Summit High School on Saturday, June 24th from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. You can learn more about this exciting event at experiencespringhill.com. We hope to see you there. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, 
and WKOM 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.